Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the so-called Fantasy Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Pastor. Um, I'm really glad that my intro music, after playing it so many times, is really starting to uh, skip, um, which I didn't know you could do with the digital recording. Makes it feel very, very authentic, I think. Uh, and on the other line, for the first time in quite a long time, Mr. Joe Bond. How are you, Joe? Hey, what's going on, man? Can you... Uh, yeah, I, can kind of, well, I think we lost you. Say something again. Joe? Yeah, well, it looks like we lost Joe. He should be back um, in the near future. Joe, are you still there? No, Joe can't hear hmm. you. Hang up. Hang up and call. All back. right, I'll try again. Wait, wait, wait. Um, we got you now. Okay, so Joe should be here. Yeah, just call again. Joe's going to call back in, and we'll go from there. Uh, today is famously the um, Marty McFly Day, Back to the Future Day, where uh, he returned, or no, he went to the future in Back to the Future 2. So I thought, what better day than Back to the Future Day to talk about the future of the NFL? Uh if you don't know, I write the rookie column. It comes out on Tuesdays where I you know, go over all the rookies, how they've been playing, uh, who's been stocks rising up, whose stock is rising down. So that's where I wanted to sort of start. Or that's what the whole thing is going to be about this week. Because, you know, what better way to talk about the future than the guys who are going to be in the league for the next 10 years? Uh, first guy, I guess well, it's probably two guys you, you would normally start with, and that is the quarterbacks. Um, they were the first two picks in the draft, the first two Heisman winners. Um, so Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston are the, you know, the quarterbacks of the future for their teams. And I'm sure Tampa Bay and Tennessee would like to have them both for the next 10, 12 years, ideally, maybe 15. Um, so that's where we're going to start. Let's see if we got Joe back. Did you make it this time? Hey. What's up, man? Sorry about that. I was using that uh, new Direct Connect thing and uh, where you invited me as a guest, and it just was not good. <laughs> yeah, it's a little it's a little tough coming in from that side, but I'm glad we got you back in here. I don't think we've had you for quite some time because you've got you. Yeah. You've got uh, a running baseball the, the season, right? Now. <laughs> probably. Probably since one of my last baseball ones. You're running the content now, so got a lot yeah, of Yeah, trying to. But, all right, so I'm sure you missed my whole spiel about it being Back to the Future Day. Um, the beginning of it. I want to know where my flying car is. I just want my <laughs> self-leasing sneakers. I spent all day trying to get them. <laughs> They're not coming out until, like, April. So that was a tease. Anyway, I'm thinking we talk about the future of the NFL with the rookies, and um, we're just getting into Winston versus Mariota. Um, so let me ask you. The rest of the season, who do you think has more value, Winston or Mariota? Uh, you know, I, I picked Mariota to have more value the whole this this year in the beginning. So I'm sticking to my guns, man. I know Mariota struggled, but uh, I don't know. Winston just doesn't seem like he's ready. Um, he's had a couple good games, but overall he's really, really, really struggled. Um, 
So I'm going to stick with Mariota. Yeah, Although, I, I guess a sprained MCL can knock him out for a few weeks. will change my opinion real quick. But, uh, you know, we'll see if that actually knocks him out. Yeah, that that's not a great for uh, any fantasy managers out there. But, um, yeah, I would agree with Mariota. He seems more able to sort of shoulder the entire offensive load, while Winston's best games, in my opinion, have come when he was only throwing 20, 25 passes, probably t- more around the 20 mark. Uh, the one game before the bye week, I think Doug Martin rushed for about 150 yards, something like that. And Winston didn't have to make a ton of throws. He was pretty efficient. I think he had a touchdown, no interceptions. Um, when he tends, from the games where he's had to throw it like 40, 40 plus times or high 30s, I feel like he just gets overwhelmed. Um, and that offensive line's not great. He's getting hit a, a good amount. I don't know if he's getting hit more than Mariota, but he's putting some ball in. When, when he sees pressure in his face, sometimes he just pushes the ball up there. And having Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson as your receivers, do you think that would work out? But uh, it hasn't so far. Um, so I'm definitely yeah. Mike Evans is definitely having a pretty bad, a pretty bad season so far, and I think that just kind of shows you how much you don't want to trust uh, Winston right now. So you know, yeah. Like I said, I'm going to stick to my guns there and and go with uh, and, and stick with Mariota. Well, I think that was nice about Mariota before um, he got hit low this week. Was he was, I think he rushed for almost 50 yards two weeks ago on like five or six carries, and they looked a few of them looked like design runs, which you know anybody who saw him play at Oregon knows the guy can move uh, and he can move in the open field, make guys miss, and get to get, get a lot of yards that way. So I thought it was pretty. Um, it boded well for his value to have him running more because in the first four games, I think he only had five carries total. Um, the sprained MCL is definitely going to slow that down. But uh, I, I think Mariota is a better play for the rest of the year. Um, I think long-term. What do you think long-term these guys could, uh, their fantasy ceilings could look like? Are we seeing Mariota turn into a more efficient RG3 and Winston, a, uh, like a Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, I mean, those are pretty fair comparisons, I think. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, kind of, I, I kind of always hate comparing players because, you know, you always get the guy, oh, he's going to be the next Michael Jordan. Like, how many times do we hear that? And this is ridiculous to hear. Um, but, you know, I, I think – the way to describe it is just kind of, you know, Winston, I think, is going to be the overall better passer and probably the better quarterback. So, and, and he could he's going to be able to stick around longer than a Mariota would. Um, you know, I don't think Mariota is even on the level that RG3 was, not even close, his rookie year. I mean, RG3 ran for, I forget how many yards, it was pretty ridiculous, um, and a ton of touchdowns. I mean, the his legs were such a threat that, you know, it was it was pretty unprecedented, you know, since the Michael Vick, you know, time. Like, you just didn't see a guy come in and run like that. Um, and, you know, so, but I think Mariota definitely throws a better ball than RG3. So, I mean, I guess if you want to do comparisons, 
a more efficient RG3, fine, probably is fair. Um, and and Winston, um, you know, kind of a Ben Roethlisberger type, you know, just a big, bulky guy. He can scramble when he has to, can kind of stretch plays out. He's a big guy. He's going to be hard to take down. You know, that, that's, that's a fair comparison uh, if you want to throw names at it. <clears throat> yeah, but I, I think overall, I think Winston in his career – is is probably going to be the better quarterback, and I, and I said that you know if you were in if you were in dynasty leagues, you probably wanted Winston. If you were in redraft leagues, you would have wanted Mariota. Although you probably don't want either one of them this year, because <laughs> you can help. Yeah. But that's you know if you were forced to pick one, that's the way I would have gone. Yeah, um, I just pulled up RG three stats. He had 815 yards rushing that first year with seven touchdowns. So that's yeah, like a, that's, uh, that's like a good low tier two running back basically on top of all the quarterback stats. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and I, agree. I think, I think uh, Winston and you kind of see it with how he, you know, is willing to push the ball down the field and uh, has no problem throwing the ball all <laughs> over the place. It hasn't worked out so much like early in his career, but I mean, it didn't work out great for Peyton Manning or Brett Favre when they started not to throw out names of who he could be, but you know, quarterbacks who put up big yards in their career, they kind of come in and they just are slinging the ball. So I don't have a huge problem long-term with how, you know, how it's played so far, but Mario's definitely the guy uh, I prefer this week and the rest of the season. I should say this week, I'd probably have Winston because Mariota might not even play. Um, now onto a favorite of mine, uh, since I have him on a lot of teams, and that's Todd Gurley. Uh, so let's just start right now for this week, and because you do put you take part in our Sterling Fantasy Football rankings by week. Uh, where did you rank Gurley for running backs this week? Um, I'm pulling up my rankings exactly, but uh, I know I've got him pretty high, um, and I'm, I know I've got him in my top five. Uh, it looks he's, like he's going to be a top five guy because oh, they're playing uh, Cleveland, I believe, who has a very weak yeah. rush defense. And uh, after they were in a bye week last week, so two weeks ago, they gave him 31 carries, I think. Uh, yeah, I've actually Nick, got him ranked number two overall. So there's music to my ears. God, I love. I'm so happy. I'm so happy with. I am. I am kicking myself for not for not picking him. But I don't know. There was this. There was so much unknown about him going into the season. You know, there was talk that he wasn't going to play till week eight, week nine. That, is, that I know. probably got him later. That because of that. Um, yeah, I didn't. Think I had him until this is week six. We're or is this? This is we're going into week seven. It was week six. So I was mm-hmm. expecting him to play for the first time this coming week. I thought he would miss the first six games, maybe go on yep. that physically unable to play list, come back for, you know, the second two-thirds, the next two-thirds of the season. I don't know how to phrase that correctly. And that was fine with me. Um, I was able to get some pass-catching guys like uh, Joseph Randall. Not Joseph Randall. Yeah. No, not Joseph Randall. I got a couple other guys. Dunbar. 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 Yeah, I was like, Joseph Randall was not a late round pick. Uh, well, he got hurt <laughs> before. But yeah. I was willing to take those weeks off with Gurley, and it really has paid off because, I mean, that guy looks 
like the top five draft picks of years past. Um, I mean, I can't say anything but good things about him. He doesn't catch the ball a ton, but, I mean, they just hand him the ball every other play, so what does it even matter? Yeah, like, who cares? What do you, you know, I uh, guess the only thing you got to worry about is that the is that they get down and they just have to pass. But I think with that defense, they're going to be able to stay in a lot of games, so you should be pretty in good shape there with Gurley. Yeah, I think it's uh, – and uh, Nick Foles has not been great this year, so I don't think Jeff Fisher is going to put too much on his plate. Um, and like yeah, he's think, definitely not going to try to. <laughs> yes. Oh, Nick Foles. Uh, so you had him ranked two for this week. Uh, do you think he's definitely a top ten back the rest of the season? Um, do you think maybe towards the end? Because sometimes rookies fade towards the end of the season. If they keep giving him 30 carries – on a reconstructed knee, uh, I'm a little worried about that. But um, yeah, no. I mean, I don't, I don't think that, you know, I don't think you expect 31 carries every week from the guy. Um, in fact, I think owners are probably hoping that that doesn't happen, so he does stay healthy the rest of the year and doesn't crash and burn like what you're saying. Um, that that actually does worry me. But I. I I, I just kind of I would I would find it very hard to believe that Jeff Fisher does do that to his rookie running back. I think that would be pretty pretty stupid on his part. Um, for the rest of the season, if I had to throw some value to it. You know, I'm I'm kind of bullish on it. I'm going top five. I mean the 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 running back situation this year just isn't good. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you got you got Freeman. You know, is he going to be able to survive the rest of the year? You know, the only guys I I would safely say are ahead of him are Le'Veon Bell, Adrian Peterson, a healthy Foster, uh, Marshawn Lynch, if he can stay healthy, and maybe Devonta Freeman, if he can keep it up. So, you know, at worst, he's like a six, a, the, the sixth running back. Um, after that, you know, it's kind of up for grabs. Um, yeah, and he can running. easily supplant one of those guys. I mean, he already has almost every other week so far. So, you know, I don't see any reason why not. Yeah, he's played three weeks. He's got more than the first week he got, I think, four carries for like nine yards. And then the next two weeks he's averaged like 145 yards on the ground. So he's uh, he's looking pretty good. The other guy people were debating with uh, Todd Gurley was Melvin Gordon in the off season and Gordon has not taken off the way Gurley has. Um, do you think he, obviously Danny Woodhead is there in San Diego and they like using him a lot. So that's a, uh, what's the word? I like a block to uh, Gordon getting in there, but Gordon, even when he plays, he hasn't seems like he's, uh, you know, had the burst or been able to find holes. Are you, do you have any, uh, if you're on if you have him on a team, are you dropping him? Are you holding on to him? What? Yeah, I talked about this last one on our podcast, um, the Fantasy Six Pack Hour, and I don't think I'm ready to give up on him. It's hard to give up on running backs this year. You know, if you've got one that's even getting getting touches at all at this point, then I don't think you can give up on him just because the running back landscape has been so atrocious this year. And somebody with the talent that Gordon has, you've got to think that the Chargers aren't just going to give up on him. Um, 
But in, right now, he is going to be sitting firmly at the end of my bench until <laughs> he proves me otherwise. I'm not going to... I, I'm definitely not going to throw him out there and and hope he wins me a game. Just because yeah. I don't think he's going to get the chances right now. I think they are going to, you know, take his uh, take take some carries away from him, um, and and make him prove it again. I mean, just last week he got he only got seven carries, um, and he fumbled again. You know, like I don't, I don't know what else to to say about this guy, but you know, he's got he's got fumble problems. You know, he's he's fumbled a lot more than people probably will realize at this point because he just hasn't lost a lot of them, which is pretty fortunate for him. Um, yeah, so, I think he's fumbled uh, four times this year, and only and only lost one of them. So, well, he's he's lost three of them. I'm looking at his numbers right now. Actually, he's lost three yeah. of them: one in week then, one, and then one in each of the last two weeks. But I believe he actually fumbled twice last week and only lost one of them, and maybe the same yeah, week maybe, before. Yeah. I don't remember. So I do know. Yeah. Well, I think I, w- I would I would find it hard to believe that the Chargers don't realize that you know Danny Wood has a Danny Woodhead has a short shelf life. He is never had a full season where he's just been gangbusters like he's kind of doing right now. Um, he's a little guy. He's going to get hit. He's probably going to get injured. That's usually what happens to him. Um, and Brandon Oliver, no. And, 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 and then what else? Like, So I don't think they're going to give up on Gordon, but I think right now you have to temper expectations and you can't rely on him. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with that. I like what you said about it's impossible to really give up on any running back this year. Because uh, I think in week two, I wrote that Tevin Coleman should have no trouble taking over the starting role from Devante Freeman when he comes back from injury, which looks ridiculous now. Um, I watched the first. <laughs> yeah. Watched, in my defense, I watched the first two Falcons games, and Coleman looked real good. Um, they had Freeman coming in as like a third down back to catch some passes out of the backfield. Uh, and Coleman was on his way to a nice day in week two against the Giants. Then he gets hurt, and uh, Freeman's just run away with it. So, I mean, a lot of people are probably dropping Freeman um, or didn't want to draft him. So, who knows? San Diego's one and five, I think, two and four. So, if the season really starts getting away from him, they're going to give Gordon touches just to see what they have, see what he could become, and if nothing else, just get him ready for next year. Uh, so, yeah, the. The running back position has been kind of tough to dis- decipher. Besides the Todd Gurley, the season's been tough on. to decipher. Yeah, the whole season's been really but, weird. I, I really was I'm, I'm disappointed with Peyton Manning on a lot of my teams. Uh, that's just a nightmare. But anyway. Oh, I'm I'm dropping him. In, in yeah, my league, I'm dropping him. I yeah, I think he was like the the lead guy on this week's uh, players to drop report. On our on so-called just, fantasy, there's no, there's just no reason to hold on to him anymore. I mean, he's clearly, he's clearly not right. So, yeah, it's just, it's time, it's time to move on. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's hard to say, but um, yeah, I'm actually going to pick up 
hopefully going to be picking up either like a Blake Bortles or Joe Flacco or somebody like that or Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, I've got bids in on all of them in that in that league. So it's uh it's a it's a tough move. You know, it's hard to draft somebody with like the likes of of uh, Peyton Manning for somebody like that, but it's got to be done. Just R.I.P. Peyton Manning. Uh, the position that has been pretty fun to watch with rookies, though, I'm having a lot of fun watching wide receivers. My favorite one this year is not Amari Cooper. He's great. I am so on the Stephon Diggs bandwagon. It is unbelievable. Um, I wrote about him in, like, June. I said North Turner would do magical things with him. And so far, he has. Uh, I don't know it's been two games, but Last week, he caught seven passes, and nobody else on his team caught more than two. Uh, Charles Johnson hasn't done a lot. I think he's been hurt. Um, Cordaro Patterson just doesn't seem to be a football player anymore. Mike nah, Wallace. He's fresh. Mike Wallace, I don't know what's going on there. Stephon Diggs, how gr- greatest re- great receiver or greatest receiver ever? <laughs> I, I, I can go with... He's a great rookie receiver right now. That's yeah. Kind of... <laughs> that's 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 fine. Go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, no, he's definitely good. I put in a bit on him in a couple of different leagues. I think you got him in one of our expert leagues. Yeah, um, I, I, I fancy experts. I went in. Put in what eleven dollars? Yeah, then... as, soon, as soon as I saw how many targets and catches he had last week, compared to what the rest yeah. of the team had. Like Teddy Bridgewater throws to him, and he—I mean, there's like a vine every week of him just completely demolishing a corner off the line of scrimmage, and the guy's running to the left while he's running to the right. So yeah, I mean, the only—the only worry you have is Chris Johnson returning with that, and you, you just know. gotta hope that Charles Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, is is Charles Johnson returning, and you just gotta hope that. You know the productivity that the Diggs has shown is going to keep him in in the rotation there and keep him in the starting lineup. Because otherwise, all his value is gone. Um, but I mean, Johnson really struggled early on, so you've got to think that you know now that they found like a little spark plug for that offense in the passing game, they're going to stick with it. But I've seen dumber things happen in this in the NFL. <coughs> yeah, and um, and so uh, you know. We'll, you know, we'll see what happens, but it's definitely a, a worthwhile pickup. You know, you could catch lightning in a bottle there, uh, and I think yeah. I, I think I end up getting him in one of my like one of my other random leagues. Um, but I'm I just like I, I just like him because sometimes you just got to take the the freak athlete and uh, see what they can do in the NFL. It wasn't great in college, um, but from my experience, sometimes colleges. You know, a little too regimented, not regimented, but they don't just let the guys go out and play. Um, they have to stick to the system. Maryland has never been a wide-open place to play football. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking he's he's going to do better in the pros than he did in college. Um, I I, uh, I have a slight grudge against Diggs, though. He was supposed to go to Virginia Tech and then bailed on them and went back to Maryland. So, well, he should have. He should have went uh, to Virginia is what should have happened. He would have been much he, more successful. I don't know about that, man. Our passing, our offense has been pretty atrocious. It's been pretty bad the last few years. So, 
the, coach, the coach at Maryland used to be the coach at University of Connecticut, where I went to college. Uh, that guy has no idea how to run a college offense, so anything's better than that. Uh, now that I've bashed Randy Edsel sufficiently, uh, Amari Cooper's pretty awesome, too, so let's not overlook that. Um, thoughts on Cooper? Thought, top 40 receiver the rest of the way? Top 30? How? Yeah, I think he's easily in the in the wide receiver two discussion the rest of the way. So, you know, you're looking top 30, top 20 guy. Um, I mean, why, why not? I mean, the guy is obviously an electric talent. He's kind of, you know, he reminds me a lot of Julio Jones. If you just put a, if you put a Falcons jersey on him and number 11, you might not be able to tell the difference. They're, they kind of look the same when they're on the field. They're both lightning fast. They both are big, um, muscular guys. Like, just, they both have a, you know, kind of like a, almost like a stocky build, but, like, they're obviously just kind of big guys, too, in, yeah. in general. So, he's just a force to be reckoned with out there. You know, he's going to have, he's going to have his ups and downs because he's a rookie. Um, you know, he's got three games under 50 yards, two games over 100. And so, you're going to have the ups and downs with him, but I don't see any reason why you can't roll him out every single week you're going forward. There's no reason not to. Yeah, and I mean, most people aren't getting consistent, you know, eight catches, 75 yards, and a touchdown from the receiver two position. Um, so with an upside like uh, Cooper's, I definitely agree with that. I think Julio Jones is a little more athletic than um, Cooper is right now, just with the ability to, like, go up and make some of those crazy catches. Jones has got him beat by a little bit, but that's not a knock on Cooper at all. Uh, and the Raiders seem like uh, committed to pushing the ball down the field, making some big plays, and, and really going for it this year, which is great news for Cooper. Um, and Derek Carr's... Yeah, I like the Oakland offense this year. Yeah, you know, Derek, Derek Carr um, looks like a really good quarterback, or really solid, I should say. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. It's it's uh it's it's nice to watch. They got they got some talent on that on the offensive side of the ball. They're, the Oakland Raiders aren't a pushover anymore like they used to be, so it's, it's nice. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fun when the Raiders have all that uh they've drafted for talent so many years, or not talent. I mean, um, uh, just like speed and raw raw talent would be the right word. Yeah, it's nice to see that they actually uh, sort of put some of that together. Um, so let's get on to one final guy who's been sort of a downer this year that, or not this year, but lately that a lot of people had really sky high expectations for coming into the year. A lot of people picked him as rookie of the year. That'd be Amir Abdullah in Detroit. Now Detroit has been a garbage fire for most of the season. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, Detroit fans. It's harsh. I know, but acceptance is the first stage. Um, he had a great week one, maybe even a good week two, but he's really gone downhill. I think he's had fumble problems as well. Um, do we just think this is a, because the Lions offense has been so bad that he's struggled, or uh you think he's just having some trouble adjusting to the NFL? Uh, man, the the Lions yeah, dumpster fire is, is quite the, the, the right word there. Um, 
I mean, well, here it, I'll, I'll give you my. I mean, it's, it's, I just, I'm kind of at a loss for words. I mean, it, it, last week, obviously, Stafford was amazing going against the Bears, but I mean, Abdullah's just been a complete mess. Even when the the whole running game is awful. The last few years, it's been awful. Um, I think two years ago, Reggie Bush had a decent season, but he was injured in and out. Drake Bell was okay. You know, he was he was getting a lot of touchdowns because the offense was good, so he was getting a lot of goal line carries, and he was scoring a lot. But, yeah, I mean, it, I think Abdul has definitely got the talent. You've seen it. You've seen plays where it's just like, holy crap. But you just can't it, – it's hard to trust the Detroit offense right now, especially the running game. Um so I don't know if you can totally put it on Abdullah's shoulders, but he's definitely not helping. Yeah, well, the one thing I will say in his defense is he's had to go against uh, Denver, Seattle, and Arizona, all pretty stout defenses, despite what you may think of Seattle. Um, Minnesota's pretty solid, too, and he had to go against them as well. But he's just uh, he's not getting as involved in the passing game as I think a lot of people had expected him to. Uh, I don't know if that's just now that they have Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate both healthy, they're just targeting the receivers um, or what, but he's only got last week. He only got four targets, three catches, 21 yards. So it's not like he's getting a lot of looks and nobody thought he was going to be a great downhill runner from the start. He's a little guy. I mean, he's strong, but he's a little guy and he's electric in the open, uh, open field. People were even comparing him to freaking uh, Barry Sanders. Uh, so that kind of talent and space, you're hoping you can get him isolated on the edge. And I think, uh, you know, he hasn't done a ton with the ball when he got it. Like he had 14 carries last week, 48 yards. You'd like to see a little more than that. But So it's probably half and half. He's not getting the ball in the right spots, but when he gets the ball, he's not doing a ton with it. And... Uh, I mean, that line seem just is not working. So just sort of poisoning all all parties. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said, he's just, when he is touching the ball, nothing's happening. So, you know, it's and I mean, just, if you can avoid the situation, please do so. Yeah. I mean, like we said with uh, Gordon, I think you should still hold on to him just because, you know, if they finally unlock how to use him, he could be great. People were taking him uh, as a flex player, like in the sixth round of some drafts I was in. So don't give up on him too soon. He had a touchdown in week one and a touchdown in week three. And then he's been uh, pretty non-existent since then. So hopefully they can uh, get him involved. But, man, there's really – not not a lot there for them. And, they, I mean, they have a hard schedule, too, going forward. Minnesota next week, Kansas City the week after that, and Green Bay. So I'm not sure not sure what's going to happen for Amir, but I'm not too high on him. No, me neither. It's something I'm definitely not I'm, – I'm definitely not targeting him for any of my leagues. But, yeah, you're right. I wouldn't drop him either. I mean, that's the thing. They can't give up on him. They don't have anybody else. So what is – yeah, that's, you know, that's really you, true. You've just got to you've just got to think that eventually it's going to click. And, uh, you know, he's, or the or they'll fire Jim Caldwell and get a new guy in there who will give him the ball. That is very very possible. 
just like what happened in Miami with Lamar Miller. So maybe that's our, our best hope. Um, but yeah, Joe, thanks for coming on. I appreciate uh, you making time. I know you have your own podcast, so it's tough doing two in a week. Um, ah, that's all right, man. I have fun doing this stuff. Right? It's been so long. We haven't talked since like uh, like August when we were talking about our baseball leagues, which, by the way, you won, so congratulations for that. Oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. I thought I was going to get knocked out in the first round, man. My team put up like 170 points or some junk like that in, in that <laughs> points league, and it usually puts up like 400, and I was going to be so pissed. And uh, at one point, I thought I lost. Like, I thought I was done. I was down by like 50 points. I thought going into the last day, and then all of a sudden, I go back two hours later, and the score completely changed. The guy the guy I was playing lost like 30 points. I don't even know what happened. Um I think it must have been like a scoring error. That's all I can think yeah. of. But I I was really fortunate. Um, and all of a sudden I was winning. I was like, oh, my God. So <laughs> uh, pretty fortunate. But, yeah, I beat a bunch of, a good, a bunch of good players here. But, you know, like, I, I think we've both kind of admitted that league was kind of screwy with, the, with the, the lack of restriction on pitchers. And I just kind of took advantage of it. <laughs> so Yeah, definitely screwy. Uh, definitely. Um that's the only reason I got last place was because it was screwy. Uh, and that's not any fault of my own, but, um, you can find Joe on Twitter at what's, you still have uh fantasy six pack as your Twitter handle. Yeah. Yeah. I just kept it. So fantasy yeah. six pack all spelled out. Uh, listen to me over on the podcast on Tuesday nights at eight thirty, the fantasy six pack hour. And, uh, you know, I, I write a few things here and there for so-called fantasy experts and fantasy6pack.net. So check me out. Yeah, it's a good read. I enjoy them. Um, you can find me at The Real Travioli. Tweet us at so-called FanX on Twitter for all your questions. And we will see you guys again next week. Check out Joe's pod. Stay tuned for my pod next week. Uh, until then, see you guys later. <laughs>